Well, if you have your Bible with you this morning, turn to Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon. Somebody say, no weapon. That is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Did y'all hear what I just read? No weapon formed against you will prosper. And it says this is the heritage of those that serve the Lord. What does that mean? It means that because you serve the Lord, you fall under some sort of protection, don't you? And it says their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. See, it's not your righteousness. What does the Word tell us about our righteousness? Is this filthy rags? That's right. What I want to focus on is that first line. No weapon is formed against thee shall prosper. And let's go to the Lord in prayer before we go any further. Father, I just call on you right now, Lord. Lord, your Word says that if we seek we'll find. And if we knock, it'll be opened. And Lord, I'm standing here today seeking and knocking. I'm asking that you'll come and send your anointing. Lord, that the words I speak today, Lord, would be the words of life. They'd be words of truth. Eternal principles, Father, not something that I made up on my own. And God, I just ask that you give me words to speak. You help me to speak boldly. And Lord, I just thank you for that in Jesus' name. So no weapon will prosper. Now what does that mean to us today? How many of y'all have ever felt like you're under attack? Well, if a weapon were to prosper against you, let's let's talk about this in the natural realm, uh, you know, in, in physical terms that everybody understands. If somebody were to come at you with a gun and shoot you, you might die. That's pretty simple, ain't it? If somebody was to come and stab you in the heart, you might die. Now, in spiritual terms, this Word tells us that no weapon that the enemy comes at you with is going to prosper. The Word tells you in another place, it says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, y'all ever felt like the enemy came in like a flood? Y'all ever watched a movie called Lord of the Rings when the, all the enemy breaks down the wall 
and they just start pouring into that place. That's, that's what the mental image I get when he says when the enemy comes in like a flood. That's what I think of. He said when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Do y'all get the feeling this, this scripture is talking about warfare? You get the feeling that maybe we might need to know that we're in a battle? You know, the only thing worse than being in a battle is being in one and not knowing it. Because see, when you're in a battle and you don't know it, the enemy will be on top of you before you know what happened. I want to remind y'all of Psalms 27. Psalms 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though the enemy, I'm sorry, though the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp around me, my heart shall not fear. See, David knew what it meant to have God on his side. David knew what it meant to be under that protective wing. David knew what it meant when the Word tells us that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Even though that's in a totally different book of the Bible, right? He understood the principle. He knew what it meant because when God's on your side, and look, I'm just going to quote Scripture to y'all today. I'm going to wear it out because the Word tells you in the New Testament over there, if God is on your side, who can be against you? Who can be against you? See, somebody needs to hear this today. Somebody needs to know that when you are a child of God, you're safe. You know why that's important? Because, see, when you live in fear, you are making a concession to Satan. You're allowing him to control you. When you live in fear, see, fear does not come from God. Fear is not one of the attributes that Jesus showed us as, as an example for our lives. Fear is is of the devil. What he wants to do, and there's all kinds of ways he can drive fear into the heart of man. But what he wants to do is, is get you shaken. He wants to get you to a point where you say, maybe he's right. Maybe God's not all powerful. Maybe I have a reason to fear. Maybe I have a reason to doubt. See, there's all kinds of things Satan will tell you. Over in Revelations, he's called the accuser of the brother. And you know what that means? That means when he comes at you, he's going to not tell you how great he is. He's going to tell you how sorry you are. He's going to try to remind you of where you went wrong, right? And you know what that does? That tears down what God said. That's why the end of that verse I read you says that the righteousness that you have belongs to the Lord. Because see, if you were using trying to stand on your own righteousness, you'd fall. And y'all, I've tried to stand on my own righteousness. But when I encounter the enemy, 
And we, last week we talked about this a little bit. It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, which means to oppose him. And he will flee. I'm not resisting him on my own righteousness, you see. This scripture says that the, my heritage is that I receive my righteousness from the Lord. And if you read that verse carefully, you'll see that it was God that said that. It says, saith the Lord. That means it wasn't somebody made it up. Somebody didn't think it just sounded good. That came straight from the throne. So I need to, I need to understand what that means. You know, when God says, thus saith the Lord, I need to know what it means. And what that means is that when I encounter the enemy, I don't use my own weapons. Because see, the Word tells you in Ephesians that this is not carnal warfare. It's spiritual warfare. We don't fight against flesh and blood. When He comes at me, I need to remind Him who I am. And I'm not talking about who Kevin Alfred is. I'm talking about who I am in Christ. Because see, that word tells me that I have a heritage. That word, if you go and look in other places, you'll see that the word tells you that you are what? You're part of an inheritance. It says that Jesus was the first of many brethren. You know who the many brethren is? It's you. You see, we, when we accept Jesus as our Savior, I hope everybody here today has. When you accept Jesus as your Savior, yes, it is remission of sins. Yes, you are forgiven of sins. But it is so much more than that. You see, there is a promise for you. There is something that you now are a part of. You come into an inheritance just by accepting what He did and saying, God, I want you to be Lord of my life. You come into something new and fresh. And what that is, is His righteousness. And when the enemy comes against you, you say, look, it ain't nothing to do with me, but God said this. And when I oppose Him, I oppose Him with the Word of God. That's what it means. That's what it's talking about. It's not our righteousness. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What does carnal mean? Natural, fleshly. This isn't, we're not talking about knives and guns and spears. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Mighty through God. See, that's, I want y'all to realize that all of those other words don't mean anything if you don't keep that mighty through God in there. Mighty through God. Somebody say with me, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. You know why I keep saying that? Because I need to remind myself. No weapon formed against me will prosper. 
Y'all take it home with you. No weapon formed against me will prosper. The next time the enemy's beating on your door, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Why do I do that? Last week I told you, and you, most of you know this, in Ephesians chapter 6, it lays out the spiritual armor for you. That's your weapon. The Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. It's your only weapon. So when I find a little nugget like that, that really means something to me, that sounds powerful, I hang on to it. No weapon formed against me will prosper. When the enemy comes in and he starts to try to accuse me of something I've done, I can say, Satan, you're right, but I am forgiven. And no weapon that you can form against me will prosper. And just like Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Y'all understand? You see, that is how you do battle. That is how you do spiritual battle. You take it to Him with the only weapon you have. You know why you have one weapon? Because you don't need any other weapon. There's no other weapon. It's just like if we went to war and we didn't send any ground troops, we just went straight at them with a nuclear weapon and just leveled the place. That's all you need. The enemy's defeated. See, what Satan doesn't want you to know and understand is that he is already defeated. He's already defeated. Yeah, we still have to fight battles, but you know why? Because some of us forget sometimes, and we allow Satan to torment us. You know why I say us? Because I do the same thing. Just because... I'm a Christian. Just because I wash in the blood doesn't mean that sometimes I don't forget where my power lies. Sometimes I misplace my priorities and I get a little ahead of myself and ahead of God and I lean on my own understanding. Just like the Bible told me not to do. I start looking to myself for my source of strength and power instead of looking to God and waiting on Him. You know what the Word tells you in Isaiah? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. How is it I know that? Because I committed it into my spirit and I held on to it because it's a source of strength. I'm trying to tell you today how to be strong. Just because I'm weak doesn't have anything to do with what He is. Just because I am ignorant and stupid and I do stupid things and I don't do the right thing, that doesn't indicate anything about my God. See, just because I'm weak has nothing to do with how strong he is. And see, when Satan comes at you, it doesn't matter what kind of state you're in. It doesn't matter if you're sick. It doesn't matter if you're depressed. It doesn't matter if everything in the world turns against you, all your friends and family. If everybody were to shun you, it doesn't matter because the Word tells you and you have to stand on the promises of God and believe His Word. The Word says that if God be for you, who can be against you? 
And see, that's what's important. When God's on your side, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. It doesn't matter how everybody else feels about you. Because when God's on your side, nobody can be against you. Strength and power. Man, I know it's easy to forget that. It's easy to start leaning on myself and and forget that I need to wait on God. I get down in the dumps and... Man, how am I going to do this? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to you know, get through this hard time? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. See, the last time I checked, my God has power over everything. Last time I looked, there wasn't something that I could come up with that He wasn't greater than. Jehovah Jireh. You know what that means? The Lord has provided. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord has provided. You know what I'm trying to show you today? Is that you need to meditate on the Word of God. Whatever state you find yourself in, it may seem like it's terrible, but you need to meditate on the Word of God because that's the only place you find a weapon. That's the only place you find source of strength and power. That's the only place you find encouragement and peace and a sound mind is in the Word of God. Sounds kind of cliche, don't it? It sounds kind of silly. But I'm here to tell you all today, there is nothing silly about it. Because when I find myself in a low state, I begin to quote that word. And before I know it, I start to see walls come down. I start to see I start to see strength come into me and I'm able to oppose the enemy because I now have a weapon. See the word says that no weapon formed against me will prosper, but it didn't say no weapon I form against the enemy won't prosper. Last time I looked it says that the word will not return void. That means when you quote the word something's going to happen. When you quote the Word into your problems, into your life, something's going to change. I'm going to go ahead and close right there. I hope this was an encouragement to somebody. So I was praying last night, y'all. I still, just every time I... It's just coming into my mind. No weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. I don't know if it's for you today. I don't know who it's for. But I'm telling y'all, it did me good to know that there's nothing the enemy can throw at me that's going to hurt me in any way. You see? Man, do you understand the depth of that? Because see, I get sick. I get hurt. So how do you reconcile those two things? I preached a funeral yesterday for a lady in this church, Deanie Kaywood. This lady has fought and fought. She fought cancer. I mean, she's been in the hospital pretty much all year, off and on. 
her husband Terry was telling me that they he named off every holiday and and birthday and anniversary and they've missed them all this year. Been in the hospital fighting. And God took her home. And you know, the natural side of me wants to say, but God, we prayed. God, why ain't she still here with us? But the spiritual side of me says, she fought a good fight. And even in her weakened condition, she wanted to tell people about Jesus. And God used her even though she was in the hospital, sick with cancer, being just having poison put into her to fight this stuff off. Every kind of thing, she still gave God the glory. And the first thing she wanted to tell you about was how she was a testimony to somebody down there in the hospital. You see, to her, no weapon formed against her prospered. Yes, she died. Yes, she's not here on this earth anymore, but she still fought. She still held held her head high, and that weapon did not hinder her ministry. That weapon that was formed against her did not hinder her testimony for God to those people. It didn't prosper. See, this natural life that you live... That's not the important thing. See, she's somewhere today that we want to be. She has, she's perfect now. She's been healed. No more wants and cares. No more hurts and pains. But it's how you run the race. It's how you fight the fight. That's what matters. Are you diligently fighting on God's side today? See, I don't care what state you're in. It doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't affect me that you might be sick or not feeling good or you've got health problems. It doesn't affect my life. But what does matter is are you still fighting for God even though you're in that condition? Because look, there's times I don't feel like doing nothing. There's times I don't feel like saying nothing to nobody. But if I can hang on to that, that no weapon formed against me will prosper. I may suffer through trials and tribulations, but I'm coming out on the other side. Satan cannot keep me on this earth. Satan cannot send me to hell. Satan cannot damn my soul. He can't do anything but hinder my testimony if I allow him. 